Welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your dismounting mountaineer, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola, little wizard in a blizzard. That's so good. Thank That's you. That's so good. You came up with it <laughs> I know it's not technically seconds. blizzarding yet. In fact, right before we did this, you were like, maybe there'll be a blizzard in this episode. And I, was <laughs> I like, did say maybe, kind of, I yeah. kind of jumped the gun. Why don't you just roll a d20 for me? Let's see okay. Let's see if a blizzard is within, within we're grasp. We're hoping for a blizzard because um, it was like 100 degrees in New York today for some random reason. Yeah, this <laughs> some is random reason. some big old rando reason. <laughs> some big old hole in <laughs> Seven. Blizzard. Seven. Blizzard, mm. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, uh, turns out it's 100 degrees. That's a flame tornado that you just summoned, my friend. Oh, man, sorry, um, Nameless Eladrin. Actually, I was just in the blizzard, so I didn't, in the mountains, so I didn't pack any um, deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> well, on belay, let's not delay. It's time oh, for very nice. the recap. Last time, we picked up atop Deathmonger's Den and the Caldera City of Avarici standing above the carnage as its forces scrambled to recover from their breaking and entering. That's right. This was really just a big heist. This was a crime, for <laughs> this sure. This was a crime. Our hero and her dwarven... Petty crime. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very petty crime. Our hero and her dwarven companion didn't have time to celebrate, however, as the roars of Anacra reminded them that they were still being hunted. Wyvern riders of the Chromatica chased the pair down the mountain as they used a combination of featherfall and stone shape to make their escape, and once hidden, the two bandaged their wounds and talked about the road ahead. After talking about the insanity of the past few days, Ertza revealed that she didn't just take the hammer from Deathmonger. She managed to acquire three other objects. We rolled on air to determine them. A strange rod covered in buttons, a pair of enchanted shackles, and a beautiful silver scimitar. The first two they managed to identify as a powerful transforming weapon slash magic stick. We honestly don't even really know sick. what it is. It was really sick. <laughs> Whoever sick. came up with that table, fucking sick. Absolutely <laughs> sick. Uh, and dimensional shackles. But the final weapon, Elven and Make, they were unable to identify. Using Frigidich's invasion of the still-smoldering Avarici as cover, the twosome continued their descent until they could bundle up in Ertz's exciting enclave one last time for a rest. Waking early the next morning, Sola summoned Stilton as a barn owl, choosing to not update him on what really happened, and instead snuggling for a bit before they packed their things and hit the road once more. Wait, what did I not update him on? I guess here's the thing. You have not really talked about the death thing that happened to okay, Sola with right. him. I think that, like... He knows something big happened. He got and the incinerated astral scene, first. He got incinerated. Oh, like, right, right, right. There was, he's like, something went on, but he, you know, I mean, I can't speak for the intelligence level without revealing things. So yeah, I will no, just say that he may not have fully understood. Okay, well, I'll catch up with Sultan. My bad. Adding that to my to-do list. <laughs> just just a full clarification <laughs> that I died. <laughs> uh, waking up the next morning, you summoned him as a barn owl. And instead of explaining things, you packed up your things and hit the road once more. Scaling the ever-smaller Ouroboros, Erza and her continued north, narrowly avoiding Plebo and his forces who attempted to use the conjuration shard he possessed to teleport to them. He wishes. He wishes. He and now wishes. an established consistent threat <laughs> is here. <laughs> now we, we all know what Plebo's going to be doing every fucking day. Oh my god, give up. He's, yo, I just want to say the dick riding is crazy. <laughs> Plebo, absolutely about to a bonky with the horny Talk hammer, my off. friend. 
<laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, finally, after weeks of travel and immeasurable trauma, the two found themselves stepping down from the rocky crags and onto the soft snow of the northern tundra before the Wilderwinter Wood. Sharing a quick but warm goodbye, the two split. Erza Balderheim bound to tell the truth of her heritage with hopes that she would get the support she needed to have a voice at the table, and Zola determined to find her mother and learn more about her people. A month after her travels began, Zola had finally made it to the new homeland of her people. But would she be able to find them? No sooner did she leave her ally was Zola thrust back into the shit again as she watched a winter Eladrin, a type of fey elf, sprinting out from the forest, pursued by a large group. Zola called out to see what can be done, but before the Eladrin could respond, a new threat entered the stadium, the ground burst open between them, and that's where we are right now. Zola, yes. you watch this horrid blue monstrosity, a cross between a worm and a centipede with steaming red-orange spikes that radiate heat hot enough to cause the air to waver, bursts from the snowy ground between you and this Eladrin, around 50 feet ahead of you. Its dozens of clawed legs wriggle and click as it rears its disturbing insectoid head to let out a as its like leathery wing-like appendages open on the side of its head and kind of like chitter and and quiver. The winter Eladrin has fallen to the ground before it. Again, it's probably about like 50 or so feet in front of it. It's, it's kind of burst between the two of you. <laughs> but though, um, as she turns and she's looking back towards the woods and then back at the monstrosity, her floating book familiar closing on her robe and kind of pulling up on her to try and get her to stand up. Does it look like this uh, monstrosity is like hurtling towards her? It looks like you have a single moment to make a decision. It looks, it's currently, it is swiveling its head between the two of you, having clearly first sensed this winter Eladrin because of how much movement she was right. making. And she's on her ass. And she's on her ass. All right, I'm going to run towards her and try and just like hook my hand in her collar and like drag her. Okay, with your full, with a full dash, you can get up into the mix with this creature, okay. as this creature is essentially blocking the path between you and this Eladrin. I can catch up to the worm? Yes, with a full 60 feet of dash, you could definitely do it. Okay, and then I will take my action surge. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. You give someone a free turn and they're going to run with it, gang. Okay, um, I will uh, dash to it, and then how tall is the worm? huge so um we're talking as it rears up and you can see the full extent of its body um the part of it that it is able to raise into a kind of vertical position is about 15 feet tall so like as you draw the tusk and begin to charge forward towards this creature that is now whipping its head in your direction having like essentially you call out and distract it for a second um you rush up into the mix and it is towering above you Okay, can I misty step to the other side of it where the Eladrin is yeah. and then grab her by the back of her cloak and start running just my regular movement? Yes, you can. And since you action <laughs> surge, you still have a full action if you wanted to dash again or if there's some other thing If I like can bring do. her with me. I want to oh, like, okay, try. Okay. I'm trying to pull her behind. I was figuring that like maybe kind of like lifting her and just dragging her in the snow might be my action according to your standard. Standard, yeah. I would say that to to prevent um, limiting movement more than just the 30 feet you're gonna get. Just give me an athletics check. Okay. Super easy. This is a very waifish looking elf. 
Okay, one sec, because I rolled pretty badly. But I have plus 10, so it's a 12. Okay, that literally just barely does it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, I'm like having 11? a hard time running in the snow. Like, I haven't learned how to kind of lift my feet up enough. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, the snow you've encountered on the mountains and the snow back home has never been as high here. This looks like if you were to, like, dig, you maybe could get five feet in there before mm. you hit solid. I'm sinking. <laughs> so you're, you're like, <laughs> as you literally bolt towards it and then missy step and reappear right in front of this Aladdin who looks up at you shocked ready to go i point like away from the worm and give a thumbs up she says something to you that you cannot understand okay. you judge that is probably elvish it sounds like it's like and you're just like i don't know what you're saying Nothing. you grab her and begin to run Cicero's taught me how to say i say where's the bathroom <laughs> Okay, so now that was your turn. Let's roll initiative. Okay. Oh, initiative, that little thing? Oh, wait. Are we doing initiative this round? Ooh, 17. That means you are actually going to go first. So Holy you shit. literally <laughs> appear and pick up this Aladrin who willingly goes with you, although you can see that she is kind of in shock she's definitely injured she still has that crossbow bolt in her back there's still some blood staining her white coat um and this book is kind of flapping around your head and still and is kind of like almost like dual flying with it kind of they're both trying to get a feel for I was each gonna other say, can i ask still in to do like the same thing and make sure he's like bringing the book with us like yes. if he needs to kind of grab the book by the binding <laughs> absolutely and, like drag him along just closes the book and hurdles into the sky <laughs> above you um essentially it's gonna just be 30 feet above to give you guys space um you have an action bonus action and movement and i would say that the forest at this point because you used that's 120 feet of movement with that dash misty step and also your full movement carrying this person it's only like 30 it's like a full movement away from you you could run into the woods if you wanted to okay interesting do i see any evidence of that group that was following her like do i see shadows in the forest or any projectiles why don't you give me a perception check based on sight based on sight on sight uh dirty 20 dirty 20 you've Fireman Carrie slung her over your shoulder as you're running um, these familiars like flying above you guys um, and you look out and you do indeed see a number of figures kind of fanning out through the woods kind of getting if you if I were to describe this in some sort of shape it's almost like they're setting up a, like a U formation kind of almost as if they're waiting to do something but not yet acting and with a 20 I'll give you the fact that one of the you're seeing small creatures you're seeing medium-sized creatures, and you're seeing a few kind of larger creatures. Okay. Um, some of them are like like riding things. It looks like this is like a full-on force like of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Can I message someone a picture? Or is it just words? Technically the wording is just words, but okay. if you, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna do what we always do and just give me an arcana check. You're okay. kind of trying to, I mean, a picture can paint, I mean, words can paint a picture, you know? <laughs> yeah, they'll say it, it, it hears the message, but maybe someone can see a message instead. Well, you'll see. Mm, probably not. 11. I'm looking for a DC 15. I'm okay. so sorry. Yeah, no so, yeah, you can still, I'll let you send a message, but you'd be better off describing yeah, no an worries. image. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pivot hard. Um, 
seeing the stud of the worm behind me and then also this potential threat in the woods and I'm still carrying her, right? Yes. In fact, could you give me a persuasion check really Okay, quickly? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to be like, um, <laughs> just kind of like loosely holding her by one hand, trying to not be too invasive. Oh, no. <laughs> we love to hear that, folks. <laughs> um, right, okay. Three. Okay. Uh, proceed with your turn, my friend. All right. Just had to settle some things real quick about mm-hmm. what she's going to do on her turn. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, I am going to cast Spider Climb on myself and try to um, pivot towards the woods and instead of running into the woods, run up a tree. Okay. All right. You can absolutely do that. Um. <laughs> It'll take your full movement with her in your arms to get to the tree, and then you can cast Spider Climb, but you cannot get up the tree in this turn. Okay. This is the equivalent of you picking her up, running, and the moment you get to the tree, like you take out your components and like slam a hand on it, okay. and you're like, I'm good. Well, I will I climb this, okay. so long as I don't lose concentration. Great. Um, now it is going to be her turn. You see she's kind of shaking her head, kind of re- regaining awareness. Um, she looks at you. You see a look of fear, and immediately you watch as she disappears out of your hands and reappears in a tree nearby, like 30 feet up, but not the same tree that you were climbing. My idea too! She looks at you, she's again, she's still pretty confused. Uh, That was her bonus action. As an action, she is going to... (laughs) She uses her action. You hear a voice in your head as she messages you. You cannot understand a word she says, but you hear a, essentially, give me an insight check. Okay. Yeah, what's the vibe? What's the vibe here? 14. 14. That's actually pretty good in this scenario. Pretty good for me. (laughs) Pretty good for you. You're a teen. Uh, The vibe that you get, Zola, is that this being is afraid of you and confused on why you seem to have what you're going about. Like it doesn't really understand necessarily what your deal is, but that is her turn. Next up in initiative, a bunch of people are holding their actions. Okay. Next up in initiative is the next creature on its turn. This horrible creature, it pretty much at this point is so confused. It like whips its head around for a moment and (laughs) has to find you, finds you, lets out another one of those and then dives under, begins to like burrow through the snow. It's absolutely terrifying how fast this thing moves. Um, And it's, let me just quickly check. Zola's yelling while it's under. (laughs) Ah! Ah! Um, Within, um, it has to use its full action to do this, to get close enough to you, thanks to all of the movement you pushed. But it literally, in doing this, bursts from the snow and is starting to now climb up the tree. No. Um, towards the Eladrin. Oh no. Um, having My hard work. <laughs> actually, I here's what we're gonna do. Okay. It still has to use its full movement to get to you. Right. But I want you to roll a luck check to determine if it's gonna go for you or the Eladrin. Okay, I'm not in the tree yet though, right? You're not in the okay. tree. So it's actually, the reason why I'm having we ro- us roll because it's certainly easier it to get, get to get you. It could get me, yeah. Um, but it is originally after this Eladrin. So we're just trying to see if its attention has been pulled away okay. enough. 
You're looking, let's say, do, do you want it to be drawn to you or to the Eladrin? Mm, I mean, I, the hero's dilemma. I mean, I guess, yeah, towards me because I was trying to save her and also because I thought I would have her and <laughs> not, <laughs> I didn't think that I would be able to get this far. So. Just get uh, 11 or higher and it's going to go for you. Okay. 15. 15. It uses its full movement and <laughs> bursts from the snow, its claws like clinging into the this these trees are veridantes adjacent you know they're very large sequoia size so mm -hmm. you are like in the middle of it and its claws are like essentially almost trying to engulf you as it's trying to pin you up against this tree ah! but that is its entire turn and now it is your turn again well i still have spider climb on me correct it did not get an attack off so you don't even have to roll concentration can i try and crouching tiger hidden dragon style like hang off of a tree and push off to the next one and grab onto the next tree. You definitely can, but you will take an opportunity attack as you climb up this first tree to kind of bounce off it. Does that make okay, sense? Yeah. Okay, so it's gonna just make a single attack on you. That is a natural two. Um, yes. It does not hit. As you you quickly <laughs> start scrambling up using your spider climb um, and just give me, Hmm, this is going to be strength based because you're not doing anything fancy. You're just trying to hurl yourself yeah, at the next tree. Yeah, pushing myself off the next Just tree. give me another athletic check. DC 15. Okay. And hopefully I'm kind of sticky because I spider climb. <laughs> I 100%. If you hit, <laughs> if you succeed, you no problem will stick to this next tree. Oh, okay. It's a 13, so I will use my first port and roll of nine to give me a 19. Very, very good. You do. I think that I you don't see a fall future. Into this, into this worm's mouth. <laughs> you fully see a future where you leap off of this tree, and part of your arm gets just stuck because of spider climb to another part of the tree, mm -hmm. and so you're like, "Fuck!" And then it like attacks you, but you manage to will yourself into a different timeline to leap over and cling to the other side of the tree. You are now like- I don't like to cross the other timelines <laughs> midair. <laughs> and you're clinging below her. She looks down at you, still in shock. Um, that was just, uh, I'll say that you can have a bonus action if there's something you want to do on this turn because okay. the full, I'll say that like, but to get to the other tree, that athletic check, that's going to take the full like six seconds. Can I, on a bonus action, have still in drop her book off with her? Or is Absolutely. that an action? No, okay. yeah. That, so, so essentially, Stilton kind of flies over to where the two of you are because you're just slightly below her now. Mm -hmm. I assume you went to her tree or are you yeah. on a nearby? Yeah. So you're just slightly below her. Stilton brings over the book and like plops it in her hand. And she looks up. She nods gratefully and begins to like flip through it. Okay. Um, Hopefully that it will be um, a non-language barrier communication of my intentions. She looks to you and goes, Merci. Uh, and then you watch as she pulls out from a component pouch what looks like a eyelash coated in gum arabic, and she is that an eyelash covered in gum arabic? Lee, she's <laughs> very she's surprised at your arcane knowledge um, as she <laughs> disappears. Oh, um, that is her turn. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert: she's really weak, so she <laughs> cannot afford to get in. Keep doing that. Um, give me a perception check. Okay. 21. 21. You see that 
there isn't any movement in the nearby vicinity. You guess, especially based on your knowledge of certain components, she just cast invisibility on herself. Right. So she is still in the area, but she is just like drawing. She's like, I am not a target here. I yeah. do not want to be a target. Um, that is her turn. She does nothing else on her turn. Um, maybe she, I guess she doesn't believe in her climbing ability, so she's not going to try and scale this tree higher. Okay. Now, again, another round goes by. No action from the forest. Okay. Next round comes. It is the Remora's turn. Um, this terrifying creature uh, that you recognize from your old al almanac. Like okay. now that you're getting a full, now that it's like chittering and looking up at you, uh -huh. um, you recognize. I've only ever seen a top-down diagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You're like, oh. Um, <laughs> That's what that is. It's because uh, Ambledore's a dragon, so he sees everything from an aerial view. <laughs> this is what it looked like to me. Excellent <laughs> world building, guys. Us. <laughs> we are good at this, gang. Um, so you look at this polar worm, otherwise known as a remoras. It looks um, like a centipede crossed with uh, like one of those lizards that has um, like a flare around its neck. Exactly. If anyone's seen the first Jurassic Park movie, the creature that kills whoever, spoiler, I guess, but it's a whole movie, Newman's character, it goes like, they have like essentially like big fins around their body. So you recognize this as likely a juvenile. Oh, has. No. This is not as big as they can get, okay. um, but this seems to be kind of a little bit older than that juvenile. Probably like this is a teen. You know what I mean? This is a teen Remoraz. Oh, you it. can relate. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, so um, that is what you get on just like seeing this creature as it comes to you. Um, and now it is going to turn its attention to the tree where you guys have now gone. It is now within range. I'm gonna have it make an athletics check to see if it can climb high enough it, it has all the appendages to do so it's got so many it's got so many but I let's see just see at least 20 there just don't roll a one noah that is a nine so with bonuses does succeed scrambles up chittering um and is going to make a bite attack all right on its first attack it rolled another two so it misses <laughs> excellent <laughs> on its second attack that is a natural 20. Mm, mm, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. You foresee a future where it fully engulfs you. Yeah, I kind of figured and <laughs> that then... a nat 20 from a creature that is big enough <laughs> to eat me would be bad. Um, but in seeing that vision, you pull your legs up just out of reach. And just... <laughs> Just snapping these I massive jaws. I pull my jaws. legs up onto the branch that my arms are on, so I'm hanging like a monkey. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. This creature hasn't fucking done anything. Um, Use both my porn rolls. <laughs> Still, I... This is fucking hard for me. <laughs> uh, the, first of all, also the first net 20 I rolled in like weeks. I have on a dry spell. It. It's been really sad for me. No okay. More. It is now your turn, Zola. Back to the top. You are... Clinging to this branch, you mm -hmm. imagine the Eladrin is probably about like five feet or so, maybe even ten above you in the higher branches, and snapping no more than five feet below you is the open maw of this insect. Okay. Can... Oh, no, she's invisible. I was going to say, does she <laughs> seem like she has a plan? You do see her book, I guess, if you want to, if you'd like to try and communicate with the book. Oh. That's the only thing I could, because that's that didn't turn visible. Like okay. the moment the spell was cast in her hands, you watch as the book like flutters out of her, like out of where you imagine her hands were. Okay, I look up at the book. Any plan here? <laughs> okay. 
just an excuse for me to make that thank noise, you, really. Noah. Thank you so much, Noah. Wow, it's such a nice idea. I'd be lying to say if the book wasn't there. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> Letting myself just slide down the trunk a tiny bit, just enough to get within 15 foot of this worm, and hopefully far enough away from this ladrin, I will cast Thunder Wave. Oh boy. Uh, what's, uh, I know it's a con save, but what's your DC? Mm, 16. So he, so he rolled a three, <laughs> and it adds five to con, but that's only a seven, or right. only an eight, so it's uh, fails. It's going to 2d8 thunder damage, and it gets pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. That is eight thunder damage. Eight thunder damage. As this rumbling cracks through, you see splinters of wood kind of break from the tree as essentially your impact on it and this wave of magical energy strikes into it. Um, this beast <laughs> kind of rears back a little bit, uh, takes the damage. Um, that is your action. Anything else you want to do? And mm -hmm. half your movement. I guess you could, if you wanted to, you could try climbing back up the tree. Yeah, I'll scramble back up. Easily said and back done. Back to the book. And can I, <laughs> uh, bonus action, raise my hand and try and like tap on this invisible person's shoe? Hello? Hello? Uh <laughs> We we stop it stop it <laughs> That is your turn <laughs> Incredible <Are you> there? <laughs> Give me another persuasion check <laughs> Okay I gave her her book back Yeah I'll say you know the DC's lower than okay. the first time Great Okay minus one of this gang <laughs> Lower than before, too. I'm being so annoying. I'm blowing her cover so much. Hello. She is just like, friendly. I truly cannot read if you are hostile or not. Um, you hear some scrambling as she um, essentially uses her full turn to climb higher up into this tree. Um, that is okay, her turn. Give me a perception check. Double threes. So double sevens. Double sevens. You have lost track of whatever this armed party that has been circling you is. Mm, hate Th that. That is now going to be the Ramoraz's turn. Um, it's going to once again try and make two attacks on you. At this point, it is it is well versed in this tree and the nonsense you are putting it through. Oh. Um, Okay, the first one is only a 13 to hit, which doesn't hit, and the next one is a 19 to hit. I will shield. You literally, this creature is desperate to get a bite. I'm shielding with you, my foot. <laughs> just kick out, and it hits your foot and bounces off. That was both of its attacks. It cannot do anything. That is your turn once again. <clears throat> Not gonna lie, it's a tough spot. It's a tough spot. I, I mean, I have been chased up into a tree. This is actually kind of what happens at the top of The Hobbit. Um, just got to figure this out real quick. How did they do it? How did they? Uh, hey, put, put down that Wikipedia page of The Hobbit. It's not trying to cheek. Does a creature have to be able to comprehend... Does a creature have to be able to comprehend the human language to um, laugh at a hideous laughter joke? You know... It doesn't say that there's any kind of minimum wisdom... You know, can can uh, Remoras, whatever it's called, a creature of your choice that you can see. <laughs> they have their range. own culture of humor. They have their own stand up. 
They do um, canonically have their own stand-up. It's a lot of <laughs> making fun of people who have fewer legs than them. Oh, it's a lot of clicking and then pointing a lot at of other people's legs. Crowd work where they point out other worms that have fewer legs. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, I mean, it's a hostile culture. But um, the way I'm reading this spell is it says, perceives everything as hilariously funny. So the only thing is that if it has a too low of an intelligence score a four or less isn't affected. Oh, So you know what? Yeah. Give me an arcana check to see if you can kind of understand, like guess that before okay. you cast the spell. All right. My bad, my misreading. Ah, uh, no, I don't. All right, you tell me, do you think that she's gonna try and? Yeah, okay, well, I mean, I already did this. Ah, oh, fuck, and this is my concentration, so I'm dropping spider climb too. This is very, you're very evil. This is I, very mean. It is unfair of me, uh, very I'm rude. sorry. Um, okay, I um, do a little impression of this creature and pretend to be like climbing up and I hope that it thinks I'm funny because I have fewer legs than it. Can I at least like, I don't know. Give me a performance check. Okay. If you succeed, on a performance check, I will say in a miraculous feat, this creature does have an ability to comprehend humor, <laughs> and it has maybe an intelligence score of five Come instead on, of four. That's funny. That's funny. Be the smartest teacher. You know, be better than your parents. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. And okay. performance, so twelve. So twelve. Pretty good, but unfortunately, this does not work as you you crush the components in your hand and begin to do an impression. Um, this worm just keeps <laughs> terrifyingly charging up at you. I am so sorry. Yep, okay. Um, then I will once again tap on this person's boot and, and be like, help, help. Give me another persuasion check. I helped you, you helped me. The DC is still lower than the first time. So okay. you're not working. You didn't, that poor check didn't, didn't make it worse. Our relationship. <laughs> Uh, five. I am coming off as really needy. I think that you... <laughs> I might have to abandon her. I think I might just have to go. And you can't honestly see her. Like, I mean, you're yeah. you're waving up and calling to her. You're worried at this point maybe that she's, like, somehow gotten further away. Um, that is actually her turn. Oh, and also on my turn, I know I'm not spider climbing anymore, so I can't, like, jump from tree to tree, but can I try and, like, shimmy my way up a little bit? Absolutely. You are strong enough that spider climb would just make it, you don't have any, like, reduction to speed while you're climbing. Okay. This, you fully can get up and further. Okay. So, um, let's see. Okay, what is she gonna do? She is not necessarily persuaded to fight. Mm-hmm. Did I get any kind of um, conception on how old she seemed? Like, I know that elves age differently, but did she seem like a wizened old elf or a elf in their prime? Give me a medicine check. Okay. F plus four to this, guys. 21. It is incredibly difficult to tell the age of an elf, mm -hmm. but based on how striking and youthful her beauty is, you would put her in a similar age group to Brigid. Probably like okay. a, maybe a little older, but not not by so much that you would even really be able to tell. She's not ancient. Yeah, she's certainly no more than 150. Let's just put okay. it there. So on her turn. Please, I'm basically a baby to you. <laughs> you see her book flutter down to you mm -hmm. and words appear on the page. Give me an insight check. Okay. It is in Elvish once again, but okay. perhaps you will be able to get some. Maybe you can, you've learned a little bit in your There your might teachings. be some cognates. Yes, some shared cognates. Okay, uh, you said insight, right? Okay, it's an 18. You recognize that this is a question, which I know that that seems like I'm not giving a lot, 
But the fact that she's communicating with you and she's asking you a question means that she is she's engaging. engaging and she doesn't necessarily think that you are her enemy at this point. Okay. But that is her whole turn. She basically does that and moves higher into the tree. On initiative six, and yes, that is how low all of these people rolled. We have an eight, we have a six and a five. You see movement amongst the tall trees of the Wilderwinter Wood. You hear someone bark something out in a guttural language, semi-familiar, goblinoid, and then the sound of <laughs> as a number of arrows zip through the tree line towards this monstrosity, followed by the roar of what you would assume is charge as goblinoids rush from the tree line. Six bugbears, these hulking, yellow-green-skinned and furred goblin-like creatures, rush out carrying ropes with makeshift hooks tied to them. Um, they are commanded by three red hobgoblins atop these ferocious pig-wolf creatures that from your Ambledorus Almanac you would recognize as wargs. Behind them is another goblin riding a warg. This one is colored robin egg blue, the same color as Scram. Mm -hmm. um, and it is flanked by six standard looking yellow green goblin archers who have, have just finished like letting loose those arrows and are notching another one as they begin to aim for the worm. Um, you watch as they've essentially gotten into that U formation to close off any exits for everybody within this circle um, as they have now begun to like push out from the woods all around you. Okay. Um, that is going to be their turn. They deal a whopping 24 points of damage Ooh. on their first as four of the arrows like <laughs> stick into it and a few bounce off of its hot. And like literally as they hit the spikes, they <laughs> burst into flames and like disintegrate. That's how hot this creature is. That is their turn. Uh, the Remoraz is not happy, but is still gonna keep going for you okay. since you are the closest. Okay, that is a natural 19, so that will definitely hit with the plus six, that's a 25. Um, and then a 10, which will be a 16. Uh, yeah, 16 will hit. Um, so if you don't shield, then it will go through. I will not shield, because I don't want to run out of spell slots. <laughs> you never know who you're going to be running into. I need you to give me a DC 15 grapple check. Fine. That's uh, an athletics check, right? Correcto mundo. Bad athletics checks. 12. You take 26 damage as this creature latches around your leg. Like as you're trying, as you unwind yourself from this tree and start to like, like reach up for the next branch, your leg slips and it latches onto you and rips you down from the trees, opening its maw and engulfing you. Um, oh, no. You feel not only the pain of the many, many teeth of this creature that seem to how lovely extend down its throat slightly um you also take fire damage from the just severe heat within it um you are restrained this remoras cannot bite another target though so that is some good news for the eladrin while swallowed you are blinded and restrained you have total cover against all attacks and other effects outside of the remoras so okay. absolutely absolutely the only problem is that you're in a giant worm okay. and at the start of your next turn you're going to take some acid damage oh, so okay. that is actually now your turn right. top of the order you take 
You take an additional 25 acid damage as the inside is creature. I will absorb elements. Ooh, yeah, so that's only 12, and you now have acid damage stored in the I have resistance tusk. until the... Oh, just the start of my next turn. Okay, so that's You not take only half on that first turn. So, okay. 12 damage. Wow. Um, it is your turn. You have an action. All right, I am just going to um, try and, again, my new style with the with the um, pommel of the tusk, I'm going to try and just, like, slam some of its teeth out with my attacks. Oh, my goodness. To see if I could just, like, crawl my way out. Okay, you do have a disadvantage on this attack, um, okay. but you can still make the attack. Okay. It seems crazy that you would have disadvantage while restrained inside of a creature, but it must just be, like, the amount of force you can put into it. Okay, gotcha. Blade. Oh, Nice. <laughs> 25 on the first one. That'll hit. <laughs> this is why I was like, this advantage really isn't a problem for you. This creature does not have crazy high AC. Yeah. And, um, and then the second one's a 16. That just hits. Nice. So both of those attack hits. Go ahead and roll oh, your damage. Right. And you can, this creature. And I take the, I give the acid damage, although I don't know how much it's going to. That is correct. It. Guess what? Not immune or resistant to acid damage. Nice. So in the same way that if our stomach was poured onto us. It would hurt us. <laughs> All right, one attack. So 26 damage from my tusk. And then the acid damage. Let's see. I did a second level absorb elements. So it's going to be 2d6 for the acid damage. Goddamn. Four acid damage. Okay. So 30 damage total. You blinded, restrained, Still clinging to the tusk, trying essentially. Is my groom shy blinded? Just seems like that would be a sick moment where I can just seal tiny shapes out of my red eye. Though there is not much to see within this creature, it is as if your dark vision is enhanced enough for you to make out your placement and your essentially. This is actually kind of how you hit this creature the from the inside. Out. Yeah, so you begin to like force your blade up through its throat into its teeth. It's hammering it in there. It screams in pain and as it opens its mouth, you get a view. It has clearly used its movement to like dive under the snow and now has burst up once again. It is amongst several of the trees. Like it has gone deeper into the oh. forest. Wow, what a fucking turn. It is looking, <laughs> you can't see it, but uh, actually, you know what? With your, I'll say this. One of the abilities of this eye that you're getting a understanding of is that it really does kind of understand how hurt an opponent is. Ah. And you do recognize that this creature has taken a significant amount of damage. Okay. That is going to be um, your turn. Oh, another anime! <laughs> Oh, that's right. You have the what's it called eyes. You have the, the eyes Shinigami from Death eyes. Note. I mean, <laughs> you got full eyes. Oh my god, I'm sweating. That was Ooh, so funny. Too many animes with too many red eyes. I mean, too, they both start with sh. They so. do. And I they're really, both red. So. And I kind of, you know, I heard what I wanted to hear. Yeah, yeah. I heard what I wanted to hear. What did you ask me to do? I'm sorry, that was blindingly <laughs> funny. I am restrained by that joke. <laughs> Um, actually, it has to succeed on a DC 15 con save because of how much damage you just did to its turn. Oh, so as you see its mouth open, it for a moment you feel its muscles in its neck kind of push you upwards, but it holds tight mm -hmm. and does not let you out. Oh, it almost barfs. It almost let you out. Yep. Um, <laughs> that is its turn. Now it Barf is... me out, you bastard. <laughs> you scream from the inside of it. <laughs> hey, you guys coming? <laughs> 
called deeper into the woods. Strange girl who ran up a tree. Oh my god. An impression to leave on these northerners. Um, Chief Mozzarella, we saw a stranger in the woods. <laughs> um, that is your turn. The Remoraz manages to hold you in. The Eladrin is nowhere to be seen. Um, but the Goblinoids... They rush in. A number of the bugbears are now throwing the hooks over. They, with ease, manage to kind of hook it onto this creature, though that doesn't necessarily stop it from going anywhere. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you don't see this, but it's essentially you're watching, like the audience would see, cut to the outside of the remoras as a bunch of bugbears are hanging onto ropes, almost like water skiing as because they're trying to drag this remoras <laughs> back. Um, and then skiing. Exactly. And then the, it's, it's a weird dog sled. Um, and then the goblinoids are going to start taking attacks. That's a natural 20. Nice. One of those is going to miss. Another miss. Another natural 20. My 20s are back, gang. The goblins are critting. <laughs> the goblins crit, baby. Okay. Three of the six arrows do hit, and then they also two crits. Mm -hmm. So basically, like five hits. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, everyone basically hit. Except <laughs> for one guy. You hear one guy go, "I think that arrow was mine." <laughs> um. So okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this creature takes another hysterically. 24 damage um, as um, you're like pushing yourself up. You're calling out. You hear the voices of these creatures, um, a mix of goblinoid and a few common phrases. Um, and <laughs> as your your red eyes like kind of getting a feel and the light coming in did help you adjust a little bit. You see an arrow <laughs> kind of yeah. like right in the throat <laughs> and right in front of your face. I'm a student at the <laughs> University of Illinois. <laughs> Another one coming in. <laughs> I'm studying a um, That is their turn. It is now the Remoraz's turn. It knows it's in trouble. Um, from the inside out, baby. <laughs> from the inside out. Um, never swallow your enemy. Never swallow your enemy, gang. That is its turn. It is actually going to try and disengage and charge into the woods. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so it is. it does that. The bugbears who are close enough are using, like, hooks, so they're not going to get opportunity attacks. Mm -hmm. um, and you see that... You don't see this. The audience sees that mm -hmm. the... Hobgoblins riding the wargs um, have kind of, they're like, they're like hurting this creature. They're trying to like keep it fr from getting out of their sight. Uh. So as this creature tries to flee, it is clearly in a lot of pain, but it is not given up yet. It is now our hero's turn. Our hero takes a bunch of acid damage. Okay. Lot less that time, only 15 damage. But it is now your turn, and with Groomsh's eye, you know that this creature is on the precipice of death. I'm going to do what I do best and keep uh, swinging wildly inside with the tusk. Okay. Just like waving my arms <laughs> Just wildly. Like, like wiggling as much as you can to try and move the tusk. <laughs> Guys, I have plus 12 to my tusk attacks now because the tusk revealed is um, officially sicker. Hell yeah, baby. 24... That was with the first attack with disadvantage? Oh, yeah. That's for the first attack with disadvantage is 24. That hits. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> and second one's a 18. 18 hits. So go ahead and roll your damage. Yeah, you shouldn't give me such a sick sword, Noah. You know, it just means that I can hurt you. I swallow. I hate <laughs> you whole. You did swallow me. You, you just about um halved me at this point. And hey, if the goblins weren't here, it'd be a much different fight. Yeah. Yeah, I rolled good damage. Oh, I rolled really good dammies. Okay. 
28 damage. Oh, wait, no. Oh, it's plus 16, so it's 36 damage. Describe how you kill this creature. I think I just fully, as it is like running through the woods, getting herded by these wargs and goblinoids, I am just at the front of its mouth, like smacking one by one the teeth out <laughs> until it finally just bleeds out from the mouth. It and I just step out. <laughs> just like just slamming against the teeth. You hear it chitter weakly one last time as like some sort of crashing creature. It slides into the snow and comes to a stop. As the remoras go still and you kind of climb your way out of its teeth, you watch as the remaining goblinoids immediately split. They're calling out to each other in harsh guttural goblinoid language. Some are grabbing more tools that you see have been kind of hidden in little caches around the area. I'm doing my second wind because it's a bonus action. You, yeah, you take that deep breath and you you go to braid your hair and remember it's a little short this time and kind of just, just straighten it out a little bit. Um, I, I tuck my bob behind my ears. I decided that's my new, <laughs> that's my new look. You tuck the bob. Um, as you're kind of recovering, you watch as these wargs close in and kind of begin to circle around you and the other goblins, those who were like archers, rush over and are literally just splashing snow onto this creature, trying to cool it off as fast as possible. Within oh. moments, they are working at breaking down this carcass, oh. removing its chitinous scales with makeshift crowbars that you now see are like similar to some of the armor that they're wearing, prying off the horns with blades and pliers, grisly but effective. They're just ignoring me they have at this point just been ignoring you if they if the first thing they do is they start splashing the snow onto the worm i also join them and start splashing <laughs> the snow onto the worm uh yeah you go ahead you see one of the goblins like looks and goes, <laughs> is it gonna blow up <laughs> it's like something in goblinoid okay. You quickly watch as these creatures swarm over this monstrosity um, and begin to like essentially tear it apart. You also see that the other half of the group, like those who are not currently trying to dismantle this creature, like you kind of look up as you're tossing snow and you see that this blue goblinoid is approaching you uh, alongside of this red hobgoblin on their warg. Um, and in the tree line, you see another bugbear holding what looks to be a like thick black chain um, that as it pulls forward, you see carries with it seven other elves. These oh. ones look to be like a mix of high elves and drow. All of them are wearing this kind of like lavender kind of colors with white cloaks, kind of clearly trying to be hidden from the snow. I um, stop scooping snow. <laughs> you hands stop. Um, you see one of the goblins actually goes, <laughs> hits your hands a little bit. I'm like, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? I disengage from, <laughs> from that. Uh, you stand up and honestly, um, perfect timing as you do, because that's when this hobgoblin and this goblin approach you. Um, but as you kind of turn your attention to them, give me a perception check looking at these elves. Okay. I'm keeping like a healthy distance kind of as they approach me. I take like a little bit of a step back and mm -hmm. I've still got the tusk with me. That's like covered mm -hmm. in, um, in a- <laughs> Dripping acid yeah, and purplish blood. Like, <laughs> so gross. Mm, nine on my perception check. You just like casually look at the elves something scratching at the back of your head there but you you really can't figure it out and you don't have a lot of time because in a second you hear lusty orc what are you doing out here oh i w i was fighting this worm this goblin is going to roll an insight check on you okay 
That is a natural four. Um, were you not also fighting the worm? I thought we were kind of doing that together. Gonka, do we kill this stray? Uh, and you see that. <laughs> no, the worm, I already <laughs> killed it. This, this hobgoblin named Gronka, as you learn, um, rides her warg up next to the goblin and looks down at you. Frab, sir, if I may, half-orcs have historically been welcome in the first might. There's no need to, and the goblin kind of turns and their warg actually starts like nipping at her warg. Those orc rules! Gaukingshite does not care what orc thinks. Gaukingshite hates humans. Gaukingshite would kill this one were he here. Use her for meat. Good meat. So, in conclusion, Gronka is stupid. You see, Gronka does one of those like, close your eyes for a full, very long blink as she is berated. Um, before um, looking at you. <laughs> I request to speak with Gromka. <laughs> Gromka looks to you. Sir, uh, I am stupid, you're right. Uh, but you are smart. And you know that the orc chieftain may not respond well if you harm one of their blood, even if she is, um, and looks at you and somehow immediately clocks that you are a half-orc and goes, half-human. If we return to Afinaj and someone finds out, the goblin is like <laughs> muttering and goblin. You see a few of the other goblins, like the greenish ones, just like chuckle to themselves um, as this hobgoblin kind of trying to remain composed looks to you. Where do you hail from? Uh, Paddlewick originally, but you know, my family's from. I gesture. <laughs> Everybody freezes the moment you say Paddlewick. They all like all of the goblins who are in the middle of like one of them's got like a crowbar and is like has a foot on the head of this creature and just stops and looks at you. You guys know Paddlewick? No one ever knows what I'm talking about when I say Paddlewick. I always have to say I kind of live by the Mara Mara and give like a reference point. You're below the mountains? Yes. Looks to Gronka, who looks to Frab, this goblin, and then back to you. Frab, what do you think? <sighs> If we kill, they wouldn't even know. Gronka, Gronka, this is a stranger. Frab, if you want a duel right now, I mean, just pull out a sword or something and we'll do it. But one-on-one, -on -one, let's be fair about it. Mm, those are orc rules. I don't play by orc rules. Well, what rules do you play by? Sir, uh, and you see Gronka at this point is, uh, give me a persuasion check and I'll say with advantage for, okay. you're trying to sway Gronka. This, this Frab yeah. character is clearly, uh, <laughs> kind of lost it a little bit. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh okay. I my The lowest roll was a nat one, and the second roll, which would have been a zero, and the second roll is a three, so it's a two. Okay. You see that Gronka... I'm going to have her roll a history check. Okay. That is a ten. She squints at you, and you can tell that she is... The fact that you were not from up here is actually bigger news than if you had just been like, I'm, I'm, I got lost, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I lost my hunting party. Like, the moment you have brought up the fact that you are from south of the mountains, the moment you have come here bearing this massive weapon um, that she squints at as if, like, trying to figure something out. And then she turns to Frab. It would be best if we, if anything, put her in chains and let the orcs decide what they want to do. We need to get out of the open. 
frost giants patrol this area, and this is just a baby. If the mama comes, we'll be in trouble. You see Frab nods as if it was his idea and goes, Yes, yes, exactly. Orc, you are living by Granka's grace. If you fuck up, she dies, and you die. Tin! And you see this massive bugbear who's got, like, the chained elves looks over. Mm-hmm. Goes, this one too. She can use the chains of the one we lost for now. Um, and you see that this bugbear is approaching you um, with a set of manacles. I have a moment. You do have, I mean, it's like, if we're talking, if I time mean, they were just to slow, this is like you get around for sure. Up, so. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as they say, um, we should chain her up, I'm thinking of my next move. Oh, boy. Would have been a good time to do well on those, um, on that persuasion That would have been a good persuasion check to succeed on, yes. I am going to... Um, so I have all of the shit that Erza gave me just kind of like thrown on my person. I'm like yes. so over and You really right looked now. like you're, co- I mean, you like look the most armed too. Imagine you're this group of people and you just see someone explode out of a worm and they're covered in weapons. I will try and grab Frab. Give me a grapple check. Okay. 26. That's a natural 12. So you succeed. The moment that you see this bugbear approaching, it's almost as if you feel your eye burn with resistance and your arm shoots out and grabs him. And are you trying to like hold him hostage kind of thing? I would like to put the manacles on him. Okay. My my interdimensional manacles. Okay. Let's pull up that item real quick. Okay. Uh, Is there any sort of save that he must do, or is it just simply like once he's chained, then he can try? I haven't even looked at it yet, Noah. (laughs) Just starting to pull up. The manacles are already in your hand, and you see, like, in slow mo as this is happening, you see Gronka go, Oh, you already brought your own? And then. Okay, you can use an action to place these shackles on an incapacitated creature. Is he incapacitated when I grapple him? Um, Grapple does not equate to incapacitated. I will pivot then. I will just grab Frab and holding him to my chest, put the tusk under his throat and say, I don't want to hurt anyone. Just let me walk free using the dimensional shackles as like kind of a way to haul him back and put the sword to his throat. <laughs> You're like, shit, they're not working. Uh, but they're working <laughs> enough for me to fucking hold on to this guy. Um, you watch as literally everyone just drops and pulls up weapons. You see a bunch of bows are now aimed at you. Wargs become to, like begin to start approach snarling. All right. Now we can talk. Everyone's got their weapons out and we're nice and comfortable. Give me an intimidation check. Okay. With advantage. Okay. You feel frab in your hands. Oh, um, no. Let me go. Let me go, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Some good rolls. Dirty 20. Gronka throws up a hand, pulling everyone to a halt. You hail from south of the mountains. Yet your armor, your weapon. It was kind of a long walk. I actually would love to put some of my stuff down. Um, if you guys wanted to talk... We could do that, but why don't we all just calm down 
I just fought a worm. You just fought a worm. Let's cook some food and we'll share our stories. And if you really want to put me in shackles, then, you know, you can do it when I'm asleep like a coward. Gronka grimaces at being called a coward. I brush, uh, Frab, his name is Frappuccino? Mm-hmm. I Frappuccino, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my full name is Frappuccino, yes. That's beautiful. Thank you. And it's Italian. <laughs> it is Italian, yes. <laughs> um, I brush his shoulders off and just like am kind of lowering him to the ground. Not totally releasing him yet, but I'm like making like, You're okay, making it clear that you're I'm not putting like my stuff <laughs> down. killing this guy right yeah. off the bat. Um, you watch as Gronka nods to those who are already handling the remoras and they go back to work immediately like finishing up what they're doing and the wargs now kind of grow closer and surround you as Gronka trots up to you on hers where are you heading i'm not really sure are you from around here i'd love to ask directions yes we hail from affinage north of here i've never heard of it it is the home of the first might or That's where I'm going. Oh. Well. Why do you have elves and drow in chains? She looks at you kind of confused. I'm from Why? the south, so I don't I don't know what the deal is. The elves are our enemy. They seek to destroy us. Remove us from the refuge we have made here. Moreover, your kind pays well for sacrifices. Ah. Thank you for that cultural insight calls out in goblinoid like <laughs> to have them hurry up and within moments you see that they have taken all that is pretty much useful from this creature and are now like getting back into formation i walk over to one one of the goblins who's carrying away one of the teeth hey give me one of those i knocked him out puts a hand out <laughs> yeah i take it is <laughs> putting a hand out for you to give something to him <laughs> and you just take the tooth from their hand yeah go, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> um, and you see Frab, who you like have like I assume it dropped at this point, like the moment that Gronka signals yeah. that she's not going to kill you. Yeah, which one is the um is the robin egg blue skinned one? Frab is. Frab, Frab is. is distinctly different. Looks very similar to Scram, almost like they could be siblings. But you're not really sure if that's just the nature of goblin kind, if they're like physically very similar, or if it's like a relation thing. So okay. you let go of Frab, who kind of frustrated uh by the way you kind of tore him off of his warg to do this Mm -hmm. so he like goes i pick him up and put him back on and puts on there sorry frab give me a persuasion check with disadvantage (laughs) that's fair not really thinking about being charming right now zero wow and that one yeah he... No, not zero. <laughs> zero. I cool, actually cool. I hoist him up and I accidentally push him off the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Falls over. Um, Sorry. He mutters very angrily in Goblinoid to Gronka, uh, which for our audience it's captured underneath. Like, I'm going to kill this girl. <laughs> <laughs> My new plebo. Um, you join the goblinoids as they begin to fall in and make their way into the Wilderwinter. I don't see, is that Eladrin chained up or I don't see her? The Eladrin, because she was invisible, was not caught. All right. Um, as we are like, I assume they're kind of like gathering up to go and I'm kind of a little bit at the tail end of, uh, yeah. as we're moving on, I see, kind like, of. Uh, Gronka is like with you, essentially monitoring you, mm-hmm. but yeah. 
I spin around and just kind of look one last time. You see the mountains far, far in the distance through these trees, the disturbed snow between the trees and these mountains. Um, you now recognize that all of the like weird piles of snow that you were looking at on your walk over um, were likely just exit points of like another Remoraz. Like this area must be swarming with them. And you got lucky that it was only a youngling. Uh, as you turn back and on foot begin to kind of walk beside Gronka and her warg. Uh, and this group is moving at a relatively slow pace with uh, Frab and his warg in the center surrounded by the goblins and the bugbears who are not on wargs and then essentially circling the group by the three other wargs kind of taking point and on the sides to watch out. I will just as we're starting to move um, still in, you know, I'm assuming camp kind of came down and was like on my shoulder while all of this went down. The moment you want, that is when Stilton appears. Cause I think that Stilton seeing the situation was kind of hovering above waiting okay. for command. He starts to fly down and I uh, mm. catch, catch gaze with him. And I am going to like do a circle with my finger to be like, essentially communicate to him that he should like do a lap around this area and see if he can like see if the Eladrin got away safely. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, <laughs> takes off. Give me a perception check, okay. and I think they roll with advantage because it's this is based on sight. Owls, yeah, or at least owl folk do. Certainly yes. in my campaign, all owls have advantage on <laughs> perception check. Um, okay, that's a uh, uh, dirty twenty for Stilton. Stilton f- f- flies into the trees and begins to kind of make circles through the woods, trying to stay quiet, glide on the very light polar winds that flow through the trees. I do quick words for like a second. I'm like, <laughs> you, <laughs> whenever I mean, anyone isn't looking at me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like you're, you're, you can still walk. So you're kind of like, it's like you close your eyes for a moment and start walking blindly, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which doesn't cause any problems, but you do at one point warg into Stilton and you see fluttering in the trees, probably about, 60 feet off from where you are, keeping pace, is the book familiar. Okay. You cannot see the Eladrin, but you do see the book. Okay. Um, back. Yeah, still in kind of circles back around, coming down as you make your way with this crew. Now, you are beginning to walk through these Wildewinter, these dark, mysterious Wildewinter wood, the tall evergreen trees providing extensive coverage from the little sunlight above. And as you walk, snow occasionally catches the wind, creating little sparkles in the air. You continue to walk for hours and hours. It was probably nearing noon when this attack went down. So now the sun is slowly making its way over to the Western horizon. um, And the little light from it is getting diminished quickly by these trees, leaving your party in the darkness of the freezing forest. Since everyone in this party has dark vision, the path isn't hard for them to find, but the party does slow, trying not to draw the attention of anything that may be hiding in the darkness. I need you to roll a stealth check. Okay. Yeah, just an 18. That is well over the DC for saying hidden. And your group is pretty... You can tell by the way... You can tell by the way they move (laughs) um, that they are uh, a woman's man and that they are very adept at tracking and moving through this forest your people and by extension the goblinoids and others who are associated with them have been here for a little more than 20 years so they've gotten pretty familiar with how to move through this forest without 
causing too much of an, a disturbance. Now, I need you to roll three d20s to see if you encounter anything as you travel. Um, you're not. looking to just anything above a five okay. is good. So six to 20 is all good. Not one, four, six. Six, wow. So one that barely misses it and then two on it. Trudging through the fog of the snowy evergreens, you can't help but think of home. The turning leaves, the encroaching fall chill. Here the world has already turned to winter. Snow covers the ground, and a cold wind whips around the thick trunks, buffeting your face and shifting the icy fog that obscures the path ahead. A snowflake falls upon your nose. Then another, and another. Big, puffy white clumps of snow begin to fall from the sky through the trees, many blocked by the canopy, but over time more and more begin to slip by until quickly you realize within minutes you are walking in the midst of a full-blown blizzard. Mm. Fulfilling the prophecy Fulfilling from the beginning of the episode that there will be a blizzard. Divination wizard, so don't worry about it, guys. Winds tear at your puffy jacket. Ice begins to coat your glasses. You see like this group is struggling to push um, they all are kind of talking and jabbering to each other and goblin. You see Gronka is clearly looking worried, kind of looking ahead. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, if Gronka is looking worriedly ahead, I may try and see if I can just kind of start to slowly slip towards like behind everyone. Okay. Um, and I'll also say that this has been a long enough walk without anything eventful. You can roll your hit dice oh, as a short thank rest. You, because I was not doing very well. The goblins are debating, um, and you hear Gronka is like trying to explain to Frab in Goblinoid that, again, subtitles below inform us that she is like, this is a like this is an intense blizzard. We should maybe stop and see how long it's going to last instead of trudging through it. We could be exhausted by the end of this. Like it's a bad idea. She's momentarily distracted. Do you try and are you trying to escape here? I'm going to try to like slowly let everyone kind of outpace me and fall behind and then maybe just hide behind a tree. I don't want to let them leave my sight, but I because I don't want to be out here alone in this blizzard, but I do want to see if I could get lost from them and or hide well enough that I could trail them from behind. Okay, give me like follow their footsteps essentially. Got it. Okay, give me a stealth check. You do get advantage on this. And this is, I mean, this is literally like a split second moment. You guys are passing through some trees. You watch as Gronka like is just on her warg slightly ahead of you calling out to Frab who's like in the midst of the group. And as like her warg just steps a little ahead and you fall out of its vision, you stroll behind behind a tree. tree. (laughs) Can I have still in cover like a float away across my footsteps the ones that go behind the tree <laughs> yeah still in um hops off and gets it starts just going like wings like <laughs> um before trying to roll back with you so yeah give me a stealth check that is a 16 flat the moment you leave gronka's sight i mean she's only looking at frab for a moment when she turns back to catch you and you are gone she immediately goes shit um rolls a perception check that is a natural 20. Oh. Um, clocks you. 
you've probably gotten i'll say they've gotten like 15 feet ahead of you almost she turns around and sees i pull you. my pants down <laughs> give me a deception check with advantage okay. with advantage i squat you pull your pants down squat quickly oh uh. <laughs> Twelve. I made the DC ten because this is incredible. <laughs> um, she goes, oh, so sorry. I put my hand up. Hi, sorry. I just, if you could. She snarls out to Frab and like essentially is like, hold. Um, as you. Are you guys wipe with that here? <laughs> she looks to you and produces a brush of that looks like it's been made from the bristles of an evergreen. <laughs> I use snow. <laughs> <laughs> she nods. <laughs> that well, might have been the first time we've fully gone through. Oh, we, we did do the bathroom situation. Oh, yeah, with in me and Brigid when drink. we had the dumplings. Oh, yeah, the dumplings, the dumplings hit our stomach. Oh, my goodness. Good stuff. All with right. that deception check, I mean, you're not it was hidden. Hard to try. But she definitely just is like, that's fine. She looks to Frab. Give me, you're going to roll a persuasion check for me on behalf of her. Okay. You're looking to be. She does not add anything to this. You're just looking to be to 10. Nope. Eight. Okay. Frab looks to her and just goes, Weak, Grunka, weak. We march. Afinach is not far. Um, and the group continues to press through the snow. You see at this point, the elves and drow are looking so worse for wear. And mm. as they do, you see one of them looks back to you has like rosy cheeks, dirty blonde hair, this this beautiful female elf. Uh, give me a perception or insight check. Okay. Also, am I close enough to, to message them? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, why did I think of that? Okay. Um, perception check, 16. This elf looks strangely familiar. Um, okay, I'm, I start messaging them one at a time. Going, does anyone speak common? Does anyone speak common? Uh, you see, like, literally, it's it's very funny to watch. It's kind of like watching someone pop their head up um, from a hole. <laughs> it's like every time someone gets a message, they, like, straighten up and, like, look around. Um, and they do clock you. The first of them just respond in, in Elvin. They don't understand you. But you, like, the words they're saying are, like, desperate. Clearly, like, pleading of something. The last one this very like rosy cheeked um dirty blonde haired high elf woman looks to you and goes who are you my name is gorgonzola i'm i'm not your enemy how how do i help you if you are not our enemy free us so we may escape back home okay i'm i'm kind of a prisoner too but i'm gonna do my best all right give us a signal and we will act okay what what is your what are your bindings like are they magical she kind of shakes them a little bit to kind of like jingle them for, and you hear they're, they're only like 60 feet or so ahead of you um as she looks back over her shoulder no these are normal bonds can you speak with the others i will do my best um, you, but do you speak their language oh yes i we are okay. elvish we, i speak <laughs> elvish yes yes, yes. um she you know if you're bilingual or not. oh yes i am a, it's very impressive i contain multitudes i know many languages. i want to learn languages yeah oh yes it is very yes i'm i hold on i'm very taken aback you are a half talking to me and uh, you're not affiliated with these people no like i said kind of a prisoner too i'm kind of a social prisoner um, you see, and she begins to like whisper out of the side of her mouth towards the other elves. Um, you can't 
obviously understand or really see what they're doing, but it looks like she did get your message and is passing the word around. Okay. Now, the second encounter. Mm. <laughs> Give me a D4 roll. We'll find the blizzard was just one. Three. Three. Ah. Your stealth check does hold, and especially covered by the winter. I do need you to give me a con save. Okay. I believe that's a dirty 20. You pass. First time, uh, the cold stings at your skin, but that puffy dwarven jacket, hey, maybe it's coming back into style because it's keeping you warm. I'm so glad I went for shopping for this and then set that store on fire <laughs> and now give me another keeps me warm. <laughs> it keeps that's actually what he's doing <laughs> up in this moment um give me another con save okay 26 another save you are successful kind of um, hot <laughs> finally yeah honestly you're hot. sweating you, uh, you like wipe off some sweat and fling Fighting it it turns worm. into little icicles acid really warmed me up <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so now last con check this is just for the travel that you've already done so okay. far the dc now is at 13 okay Ooh. I do not pass. I got an 11. You begin to feel the cold get to you. It begins to kind of weaken your muscles, tire your mind. The only thing that really kind of pulls you through is that red eye, which activating its ability negates a level of exhaustion that you would take. Oh, shit. But that is its once-a-day ability. Okay. And you will definitely... Essentially, you your body goes further. It like pushes itself harder to overcome this. Right. But you recognize that mechanically, you will roll disadvantage on another check to uh, uh, resist exhaustion. Okay. Now give me a perception check. Okay. Is this based on sight, Noah? This is fourteen. Fourteen. You look out into this blizzard that's whirling around you. You're watching as the goblins, the smallest goblins, are clinging to each other. At this point, all of the wargs have goblins on them, and they're like <sighs> kind of panting heavily, trying to carry all this extra weight. You see a couple of the like bugbears are like shivering. People are feeling this cold, and you would imagine that perhaps some of them are also getting levels of exhaustion. Hey, Frap, it looks like uh, your people are about to be frozen where they stand. And he turns to respond to you, and as he does, you look like you just happen to catch movement in the distance as you're, like, looking towards him. What's that? Gronka stops and looks up, throws a hand up, and everyone freezes. Nods to some of them, and you watch as they, like, begin to kind of pull closer together, kind of get, like, a tight formation. While we're pulling in close, getting a tight formation, I want to get as close to the elves as I can. Okay. You get in... You pretty much, I mean, at this point... It does mean you kind of have to, like, push your way to the front of this group instead of in the back where you were, but you managed to do that. I mean, like, they're all pulling in back to back, kind of looking out into the snow. You guys are very well hidden, so you get a moment here as you watch. Walking through the woods. Three, four, five, Yeti. These massive, white-furred, icy, blue-eyed creatures, almost ape-like in appearance as they lumber through, looking around. They cast a look in your direction, but the snow is just a little too thick. With your stealth check, you manage to avoid them, and they pass on. If you had failed that stealth check, 
You would have had to fight these creatures. You know that for a fact. But as everyone holds there, because everyone essentially everyone is like gonna they wait until they until the sounds of these footsteps are long gone before any sort of signal is going to be given. You if you wanted to do something or if there's a move you're trying to make, this is the moment. As they're walking by and I feel our stealth starting to uh, hold, I shiver a little and I do a fake really loud sneeze. The last of the Yeti stops every single individual in your group looks over to you. I'm so sorry. All of the elves look at you horrified. You, this, the one you've been talking to who knows common goes, why? We need a cover. As all of the sudden you hear, <laughs> and <laughs> I need you to roll initiative. Okay. Gang, this might be, a, this might have been a maverick move, but. <laughs> this is a big fucking pull, my friend. I think that in the chaos of battle, I could maybe free some elves. So five for me. Wow. Two nat ones in a row. Nice. So that is um, the goblinoids are going to act on nat one. The elves are going to act on a nat one. I'm going to roll for the yetis. And they roll a 14. Cool. You hear as these four huge white yeti, one of them a little bit bigger than the rest, um, an abominable yeti, rush through the woods and burst from the trees as everyone screams in horror. Gronka yells, Defensive positions! As we rush into initiative, these yetis are gonna get first first dibs, gang. Um, they barrel into the, the fucking <laughs> goblinoids. Um, the three smaller ones, like one of them tackles into a warg that essentially it's been carrying several goblins, so it topples over and is like now on top of them, thrashing on them. Another one leaps towards the other hobgoblin on a warg, begins to like claw at them. Um, the last one flashes its eyes towards like the last hobgoblin. You see there's like a sparkle of blue magic as that hobgoblin begins to kind of freeze up. Um, the abominable Yeti. No, I was looking up stats, which means I've officially uh, pulled the train off of the rail. <laughs> yep. It means it means that this it was unlikely enough. I mean, you had to roll, <laughs> you had to roll under the five. It had to be a number four, and you had to roll a three on the d4. So statistically, this is very unlikely. <laughs> this creature rushes in, swipes a massive one of its paws at Frab. That is a natural 20. You watch attack on attack on Titan style. This Yeti smacks Frab off of his warg and he splats against a nearby tree. Frab is fully dead. Oh no. That is uh, with the with the minimum damage um on a just as dead. Uh, <laughs> that's its first attack. Second attack well, it is going for Gronka. We Shouldn't be selling human sacrifices. I don't know what to say. That is a three on Gronk as she pulls up her great sword in time to block it. And then you watch as it like literally, it essentially catches the great sword and then looks over it at her and its eyes sparkle blue. And you watch as she begins to freeze up. Um, she takes a, a decent amount of cold damage. 66. I feel bad, but also these people tried to imprison me and have human prisoners. <laughs> Still feel a little bad, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> you guys these aren't are great. not good people. I mean, they didn't kill you, but that doesn't mean they're <laughs> not good. You know, it doesn't mean they're good people. So 
You watch as this abominable snowman flashes a glare at Granka, and she freezes, falls off of her warg, and shatters into pieces, fully dead. It now turns its attention to you and the elves. Well, Granka, Chaos has eru- erupted around you. You saw my bare ass, girlfriend. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> the curse of the moon. The curse of the moon. <laughs> Okay, that is the Yeti's turn. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, it is now your turn. Okay. This abominable Yeti is right in front of you, looming over you and the elves. Okay. Um, Having looked at the elves, can I um, have been able to see how they are bound? Like, are they bound all together in a circle? Are they bound, like, one by one? Like, each person has things around their wrist all together? One long chain that is paired off, so it's kind of like on either side of the chain is someone in manacles. So there would have been eight spots, it seems like. Seven of them are taken, with the last one being the the elf that you spoke to, who you imagine was probably chained or would be chained to the Eladrin. I'm going to use a new spell I haven't used before. It's called Color Spray. I'm going to cast it at a third level. And so I'm going to roll 10d10. And the total is how many hit points of creatures that are going to be blinded. Uh, what's the just quick what's the range of this like how many people could see it as it's i imagine it's like a cone or something or yeah it's a cone 15 foot i'm hoping that it will affect the yeti that's in front of me i'm not imagining that with that many hit points i'm gonna get that many of them but yeah so you can it would definitely hit two of them depending on how much you roll you'll see who drops okay 69 hit points (sighs) nice okay Starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points, each creature affected by the spell is blinded until the end of your next turn. So is does one of them have lower than 69 hit points? The abominable snowman winces, but doesn't seem to be affected. But you see the one that literally had like pounced on a nearby warg and it was attacking, like essentially tried is freezing up one of the hobgoblins, does like <laughs> fall off and is like covering its eyes. So one of them is certainly blinded. Okay. That was my action. Does it look like these chains need something to break through it? Or does it look like I could try and like open one up? Um, Since you have used your action, why don't you just give me uh, an investigation check or okay. perception check? This is based on sight, so whatever you prefer. Um, you're kind of just analyzing what these chains look like. What would be the fastest way to get people, if it's better to keep them together yeah, or, or if, if it's, it's better, better to just have them run? Yeah. Perception Perception is 18. 18, you look at these chains. I'll say with an 18, you see that one of the bugbears, the one that was leading them, that has actually at this point dropped the chain um, and has like pulled out a club and, you know, it's trying to defend itself. Um, you see that it has like a ring of keys underneath its like hide armor. And so you look at these manacles and you imagine that it needs the keys to unlock them okay i like real quick make eye contact with the blonde elf and point at the chain and go there she nods uh it is now going to be uh that was your turn so it is now the decks for the elves is higher than that of the goblins but just barely so they are going to go first she's going to make a sleight of hand check i'm nervous to try and like push close enough to this yet um to push close enough to this bugbear to steal 
passive perception is 10. She rolled a 13 on her sleight of hand check. You watch as this woman, um, like, with her manacled hands, reaches forward and manages to, as, like, this go- uh, this bugbear, like, stumbles back, she lifts it off of him and kind of ducks in. Um, the rest of the elves kind of equally trying to shield her. She will now, that was her action to get it. She's going to essentially use the rest of her turn. She's going to start trying to unlock people. And you see she also calls out something in Elvish up into the trees. Uh, that is her turn. It is now the Gobblenoid's turn. Here's the here's the deal, gang. <laughs> They're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they seem poorly prepared for this. They are mostly, like, you can tell that this group is stealth, recon, and hunting, uh, like, with an ambush. Mm-hmm. They're not designed to withstand. Make a stand. Exactly. So the goblins... Okay, we get a nat 20 from one of the goblins, mm. an 18, the 87 armor class of 12. Okay. So not great. Okay. The goblins, despite being clearly outmatched, are trying to hold their own. A number of them are making some pretty strong attacks. You see the bugbear that was holding the chain that has dropped it and since been robbed of the keys swings like this great club out and literally strikes one of these yetis across the face as it is hit with another few arrows. Um, It looks like these goblins are signaling for some sort of retreat, but they won't be able to do that until their next turn as they kind of start regrouping. Their main leaders have fallen. That is now... The Yeti's turns. Okay. Okay. As you finish casting, <laughs> what does color spray look like to you? Like, how would you say, um, what does it look like when you finish casting it? Like, are you just like throwing sparkles in the air? I think it's literally like me looking in my spell component pouch for shit I could use and deciding it would just be easier to throw shit in people's eyes. And then it <laughs> magically kind of works out. Yes. Like, no one's ever taught me this spell. <laughs> you just throw it. And as you throw it, you're I don't like, know what that was. and you say, oh, I don't know what that was. And for some reason, that happens to be so similar to the arcane words acquired from color spray that it's just like (laughs) in a beautiful rainbow sparkle and blinds one of them um but you see this abominable like winces and then looks at you and goes give me a constitution saving throw as you are hit by this cone of frigid air that exhales upon you well lucky for him i know frigidness (laughs) okay that is a 10, but I think I'm going to use Indomitable Ooh. so that I can re-roll that bitch. Yes. Okay, 15 plus 8. Ooh, you save. You're only going to take half of the 32 damage that you would have been dealt there. So you take 16 cold damage. Uh, you manage to shrug it off. And this Yeti looks at you and goes, Ooh. <laughs> just <laughs> n- nods impressed. Uh, I have a parka. <laughs> compliments the parka in yeti um it's from balder <laughs> i spent like i spent for the two for the teens <laughs> um uh that is its whole action um the rest of the yeti spend their turn tearing into the goblinoids oh here's the deal they deal a lot of damage per turn so what was actually going to be happening now is i'm just going to roll to see if they hit poor guys um the yetis are really cute though they are they're really cute they have little guy. bellies. Big bellies. A little guy. Beautiful blue. I mean, <laughs> let's take a look. Please. It's like a dog. It's like um a gorilla and a Great Pyrenees. Yes, with these wow. beautiful he looks horns. Like, um, he's from Dune. Oh, wow. is that Zendaya <laughs> in Dune? This is. You see, um, <laughs> what can only be described as Zendaya's eyes in this yeti's head. Um, 
<laughs> muttering to the elves, do you guys know Zendaya? What are you talking about? Jeez. <laughs> <Yes>. Why <laughs> are you talking about a famous bard right now? Um, Zendaya is a famous bard. Of course she is, course my she friend. Is. Okay, the three Everyone Yeti. loves her. No the, one doesn't like her. <laughs> no one doesn't like her. She's really famous. Um, literally, I cannot believe this happened, but all of them rolled so low that they do not hit. The goblins managed to survive yes, another the round. The goblins are just burrowing in snow. Yeah, literally, you see one just like throws a snowball in one's face. It does no damage, but the Yeti does look at him like, are you serious? Like, are you really serious? Um, <laughs> we can win this with Vince, guys. Um, that I really want them to win. <laughs> That is actually now going to be your turn. Okay, as she's like unlocking people on one end, I'm gonna go to the other end and just try and wham, wham twice into two different sections of the chain and try Ooh. and see if I can break off four people. Yeah, that or makes total sense. Or at least in pairs or whatever. That totally works. You you okay. would maybe honestly, I think that you could sever in a way that would divide them and free them. Like diagonally. Yes. So okay, give me two attacks. Okay. I'll tell you right now the DC or the AC rather is twenty. Okay. For, these, for this iron chain. First one is a 28. That is going to hit. And then the second one is a 18. I was actually wrong. Iron and steel's AC is 19, but you unfortunately do not hit. Okay. So you do hit on the first one. Cool. Roll damage. Okay. That's 12 damage. 12. You ting, ting almost break through it. it has three hit points left spending my whole turn hacking away at that um okay. talking to them and not knowing who can understand me but being like scatter into the woods when you're free the you know they're not necessarily stopping but you obviously the the elf nods hearing you that is your turn it is now going to be uh the elves turn on her turn, using her full action, she is able to unlock two pairs. So half okay. of the group is, well, a little bit more than half of the group, because she's still chained in, is free. And it looks like it's just her and two others, One, two of them that will be freed if you cut through this chain. Okay. That is her turn, the rest of the elves. Those that are freed, four of them disengage and begin to bolt back the way, like essentially the way you guys came, because that's the furthest they can get without running through the yetis. Okay. So you watch four two drow and two high elves in a speed that is very fast. Elves move typically much faster than regular humanoids. They bolt into the trees. As I see uh, her free them and then leaving, um, Sola for the first moment feels like a little bit of fear and puts her hand on the um, blonde elf's hands and says, please don't leave me. I don't know the way. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. Oh, yes. 18. She looks at you. Follow our lead as that is their turn. It is now the goblins' turns. At this point, half of the goblinoid forces are pretty much dead or dying or exhausted. Um, those that are surviving, you watch as they climb onto the wargs and the essentially the one remaining hobgoblin that is still there barks out in order and they all begin to try and disengage through these people, trying to push north. Um, the blizzard's still whipping around you. They're hoping to find some cover in that. That is now the Yeti's turns. Um, the three that were already attacking the goblinoids turn and begin to run after them. You imagine that they're gonna try and chase them down. The abominable Yeti looks to you and I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh, come on. It'd be so bad if I fail this. Yes. 15 plus 8. 
you pass. You, um, let's see. I know I insulted you, Dice, but you were coming in clutch <laughs> at the end of the zone. Okay. The Chilling Gaze, I want to tell you the wording of it just so you know Please. it. The Yeti targets one creature it can see within 30 feet of it. The target can see the Yeti. It, may six, it takes a DC 18 con save, or it takes 66 cold damage, and then it's paralyzed, unless it is immune to cold damage. The target can repeat the save at the end of its turn, blah, 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 blah. If the target saving throw is successful, the target is immune to the Yeti's gaze for one hour. And Ooh. there's no mention of you taking the cold damage from this chilling gaze. That it, it literally it's just I'm immune. It, it, essentially, it's like it stares down at you. You are unaffected by this like gaze that seems to pierce into somehow like the thermodynamics of your body and tries to like force this cold air to like from the blister to kind of seep into you. You resist the effect. You take no damage. Not in this parka. And then he goes, <laughs> and then brings two claw attacks down on your head. Okay. Um, first one. 16 to hit. Mm. And the next one is going to be a 24 to hit. So the second one definitely hits. Okay, I'm going to use one of my two remaining third level spell slots to shield. Because I'll block the 16 and just let the 20 hit. You manage to... to yeah, you throw up that shield above you as it literally is like double hand slamming down into it. The first one cracks into the arcane shield. And for the first time, I think you've ever seen visible cracks form through the arcane barrier. Normally it just repels them, but this creature is so strong that it seems to hit it. And then the second time it comes down, crashes through and it hits you directly in the chest. You take 22 damage, half of which is cold damage. Okay. That is its entire turn. It looms over you having hit, like like it's it's very anime. You like get smashed into the ground. Your back like bursts up, um, but you manage to like push off the ground and get back up onto your feet. It is now your turn. Yeah, I'll swing on the sword again and try and break everyone up so that we can go. Yes, I'll and say. And I'm, I'm like holding my movement until I can see that everyone's ready to scatter and then I'm going to be ready to run with them. Hell yeah. And it will just take one successful hit. With your minimum damage, you know that you'll break through. Okay. So you just have to hit it once. 23. That hits. You bring your massive blade down and it shatters the chains. <laughs> it was a lot of dammies too. Hell yeah. Uh, can I spin around and attack the Yeti with like slamming through the chain and then sw uh, spinning around and slashing him too? Hell yeah. Following the momentum of that swing, you literally watch as, as you cut through the chains, the elves, both from the amount of force you're putting to slice through the chain and from just wanting to avoid the blade, are like kind of launched out of this yeti's way as you continue your swing 22 on the yeti that is going to hit 13 damage Woo! you slice into its chest there's a burst of crimson that showers down upon you as it looks oh. at you shocked it was not expecting for anyone to put up a fight and you have put up quite a fight it <laughs> nods at you Hmm. I shake my head at him. Um, sometimes you are showing so much respect for me, and yet... A worthy opponent. So that is its turn. <laughs> that is uh, your turn, rather. Finally, the elves go again. Their bonds broken. You watch as the two, the, this last drow and elf, split off in opposite directions and begin to loop back as the one who you had managed to speak to this whole time. I grab onto the other side of her manacle that didn't have anyone on it. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> wrap oh, it around my wrist. Wait, and then you guys rush into the woods. I need you to give me a stealth check. Okay. She kind of pulls you in. Um, you guys are ducking 
I'll say that she's using her disengage. I can't. And so this creature cannot take an attack of opportunity on either of you because one, she's disengaging, and oh. two, your movement is being forced by her. Oh, cool. She's so tugging she, me yeah, along. Yeah, she's tugging you along. Sick. She's bringing you just 15 feet behind the trees, but she's hoping that the blizzard and everything is going to like we'll give some cover. Okay. Stealth check. 15. 15. A roll perception check for the Yeti. The Yeti gets a plus five okay, to perception. Okay, so nine or lower. Nine or lower, you are safe. Come on. You look out as like your heart's beating so heavy in your chest, your red eye searing bright is quickly whipping around and you're able to clock. You see that the elves that have fled, essentially heading back south, have scrambled into trees and are kind of taking up hidden positions. All of them essentially waiting to see if this individual and you escape. Here we go. I'm gonna roll with I'm gonna roll with the cheese die that were given to me from our patron Becca. Historically, they roll low, but we will see. With a natural 13, <sighs> the abominable Yeti clocks the two of you and roars in fury. She looks to you. How far is home? <sighs> Let's focus on getting out of here first. Um, so far? Yeah, so yeah, very far, very fucking far. <laughs> um, she um, looks up to the trees and essentially is communicating like we need to just get up out of reach of these creatures. They can okay. climb, but we might be able to have a little bit more mobility okay. in the trees. Now, uh, that was her turn, the goblin's turn. You hear screams in the distance <laughs> echoing through the blizzard. Um, just roll a d20 for me. Let's oh see if any God. are going to live. This okay. is a luck check to see if any escape. All right. This is um, for the Keegan die, so the blood's on her hands. <laughs> Keegan! <laughs> Eight. Eight. <laughs> Silence takes the wood. Only the sound of the whipping winds of this blizzard echo out. And the last... <laughs> whimper of a ward being struck down. This abominable yeti towers over the two of you. You you essentially dove behind this tree and you like look back and you see that it hands around the trunk, <laughs> peers over and just goes <laughs> And that's where we'll end our episode today. Oh boy. Oh boy, my friend. <laughs> Did you expect me to kill all the cops? I mean, there was a chance. I didn't expect you to blow their stealth. I was not. I, thank you so much for listening to this episode oh, of Try Not to Die. You're going to have to join us on the um, double afterlife. Yes, we're doing a compact twofer Last afterlife. episode and this episode since we wanted to get into get into it. Yeah, there's going to be lots it. to talk about now. So oh, man. Thank this you. was so fun. Thank you to our Eldritch patrons who are going to get a, to the lovely taste of that afterlife. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. We're simply so close to the musical episode. It, I mean, it's like one more person could join the $50 tier or like uh, two more people could join the $25 tier or a couple more people could join the $10 tier or a whole bunch of people could join the $1 tier. Truly. One. And that's how subdivision works. <laughs> Yay, Lisa. I Going into Pride Month, we've learned math. Have Weird. a Bachelor's of Science <laughs> in film. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, so, th yes, please. I mean. We really want it. One of you can literally change the fate of my life right now. Um, two of you could do it together if you pair up. And a few of you, if you do some grassroots movement, maybe you could coordinate this yes. and figure out a way get to get Twitter, us to that. Start to talking that. to each other. Yes. Start communicating. We love you guys. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you. Uh, any last minute plugs? Oh, 
Happy Pride. Yeah. Happy I'm Pride. I'm plugging the LGBT community. Yes. Um, you know, do whatever you can to support um, the queer and especially the trans folk in yes. your life, especially the trans women in your life, because they need support right now. Please. So if that is um, yelling at a congressman or um, supporting a politician who does want to enact good change in your community, if it is um, doing something more on a local thing like volunteering mm. or maybe writing to people who are like unjustly in prison, those just a couple ideas for you just a couple ideas even something as simple as supporting a queer person's business buy something small yeah donate to a patreon we're, we're both we're selling okay, dice so. where every trans person sells dice come on just we're all selling <laughs> dice my friend uh so yeah that's that's all for today go follow us on all the socials try not to die pod baby until next time no with not the baby though without the baby yes without the baby <laughs> until next time try not to die all hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time. Try not to die.